Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is show number uh, 64, and this week's guest is Paul Jones. And Paul comes to talk to us about a few of his ongoing projects and uh, building his own cameras. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, to the Lenses Podcast, and this is uh, show number 64, and we have, uh, as always, Andrew, Andrew Bartram over there on one side. Say hello, Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Andrew is emotionally drained, emotionally drained from something called cricket. I don't know what is what is what it is, but <laughs> anybody who in the UK five day wa- cricket <laughs> watching the World Cup final. We'll know exactly why I'm emotionally drained, because it's just it finished about an hour or two ago. And in fact, I'm, I've, only, I've only just finished watching the highlights, so whoa, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm drained just hearing about it. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> yeah. And that is our guest this week, um, Paul Paul Jones. You probably know Paul from uh, Instagram at Pinhole Pip Pip Pipe. What do you call? It? How do you go? Pip Pip. Pip. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pip. Um, how are you, Paul? I'm pretty good, Corey. How yeah, are you? I'm I'm doing great. It's uh good. nice and hot and extremely uncomfortable outside where I live. Uh other than that, you know. Is it sticky in the nether regions? No, oh, it's horribly sticky. It's past that it's like duct tape. Talcum powder uh, is good, talcum you know? powder, yeah. Talcum yeah. powder doesn't even do anything. It turns into like oatmeal. I mean it's pointless. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thought. Does it act does it dry up and act like sandpaper, you know? No, it doesn't even get there. It's it's worse. It just turns into pancakes or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. well, but, you should right. move. You How should about move. those mets. Yeah, I know, right? So I haven't. Needless to say, I haven't been able to uh, get out and do uh, do much photography this week. But we've had some waves, so I've been able to get out and go surfing some. So that works out good. Yeah. Do you have to wear? Can you surf just in your like Hawaiian shorts, or do you have to wear a, a wetsuit? What well, in the winter we do, but here it's yeah, it's like eight. The water's like eighty degrees. Do you have Hawaiian shorts with big flowers on them, like you know, like a, a Hawaiian surfer? <laughs> uh, no, I have Hawaiian no. shorts, but they're just uh, blue. I can see you in some garish Hawaiian shorts. I have standing surfed. on a surfboard. Can you surf properly, like stand up and everything? Yeah, I've surfed my whole can life since I was. Five. Yeah. Do you do tubes and things, whatever they are? Uh, if, it's bi- if it's big enough, yeah, I do. Yeah, do you? That's impressive. Right. Do you stick away. your? Do you put your GoPro on your head or something? No, it's it's a. I'm yeah. I'm selfish. It's a, it's a singular experience for me. I don't really want to share it with anybody. Don't you? I keep it to myself. Yeah. I don't have to share everything, do I? Mm. Uh, I went bodyboarding once. Does that count? Speed bump. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I've done some pinhole photography this week. Good. What did you do? Yesterday, I took my 8x10 James Gurin camera that he gave me mm-hmm. uh, with some x-ray filming. And I, because I only have one 8x10 film holder, I made two exposures in, I think, probably the Peak District. I was with Ruth Story. We were staying with her and her family for the weekend. And, uh, yeah, I took that out. And I had my Holger, took my Holger wide with me. Awesome. And finished just about finished off that. I think finished off the roll, and I made two exposures on the Harman Titan. 
Oh, I have nice. a Harman Titan. Do you? They're a little, they're a little overpriced, I think, for the eight by ten. But uh, yeah, now, you, use, big... you use you um, use X-ray film. Yeah, surely you've no. You wouldn't have heard me bore people about X-ray film. No. Yet, you, you're well, only I... up to you're only up to listening to episode six hundred. He's barely yeah, into yeah. salt print territory. So what <laughs> what uh, what do you process that with? I I've been thinking about building a an ultra large format, but I can't afford the film. But, well, uh, well, there's if you so I'm just going to plug the other podcast I get involved in because we last. Either, either this Friday's episode just gone of the large format photography podcast or the one before. No, the last one, Greg Obst, Greg Obst, O-B-S-T. He's a member of the Lensless Podcast Facebook group, and he's also a member of the large format photography podcast group. Anyway, Greg shoots a lot of single-sided uh, um x-ray film sold by a company called carestream in the uk i think they're in in the usa i think they're in texas so that's a single-sided um emulsion i mm-hmm. i uh, i get it imported from the states a lot cheaper version the uh, fuji mm-hmm. hrt hru which i think Corey has used which has mm-hmm. got double-sided emulsions however mm-hmm. they're both they're both quite contrasty so both Corey and i follow james gerin's instructions which are basically Use a dilute Rodinol one to a hundred, maybe, okay. for five minutes in a under a dim red safe light with glass bottom trays, so you don't scratch the uh, the, the film. And then you simply slide that film into your dilute Rodinol, and you don't agitate at all. Uh-uh, just let it sit there for a oh, minute for a minute yeah. for a, well you not really because you then take it out after a minute and flip it over oh, oh and then okay. do that for a minute and then after 5 minutes or sometimes I go for 6 now i found that's pretty good for straight contact prints i don't know what Corey's found but for my low contrast salt printing sorry folks um i tend to rate rodinol at, i tend to use rodinol diluted at 1 to 50 so it becomes a bit more active and then yeah, I get a yeah. slightly more a slightly more um, dense negative, a bit more developed negative. And sometimes, if I'm developing for for salt printing, I do give the tray a little shake as well, mm. but not much. Mm. You, you got to be careful what you ask for around here, Paul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, you could ask. Uh, was the the hot developer when I was in school. You know, Ralph Gibson and all those guys. That was uh, right. And you know, ninety percent of the students were using that stuff. It's about all I use it for. I, I always keep a bottle in the dark room, and it's a, for the X-ray film. It's about all I use. I have used it quite a bit in the past, and there's a lot of listeners to this show who favour it for stand development. I've not been a I've not been a great fan of stand development, but uh, mm. you know, yeah. I'm just getting started in doing the stand development, and I like it so far. Yeah, I, yeah. I well, it's good. Tried it yet either. You know, it it's caffeinol as well is good as a stand development developer if you use a bit of br- bromide in that oh. acts against acts against the fogging and the time yeah. so the, the other the other good listen sorry i twice now i've plugged the large format photography podcast so i'm telling can't. you man jeez um but we had another great guest who's also a member of the lensless podcast wayne setzer he was on and he makes beautiful silver prints from all he does is develop his fp4 in caffeinol but he uses the caffeinol cl recipe which has a bit of bromide in it 
and he stands develop stand develops it and he gets some wonderful streak free skies beautiful tonality because whether you're using rodinol diluted or caffeinol as a stand developer they're compensating developers so they're what it means is your highlights aren't going to get blown out right. really or it's right. very hard to should i shut up <laughs> no carry on andrew well you're paul asked a question about x-ray film but so yeah so the if you're if you're in the usa which of course you are then probably the easier x-ray film to handle <clears throat> is the stuff made by supplied by carestream and uh i forget this i forget the supplier that um I ordered that mine Greg, from Greg uh, from ZZ. Uh, that's it. ZZ that's Medical. It. Yeah. Yeah. ZZ Medical. ZZ Medical is really. I have a whole stack of it, Paul. I'll send you some. The CareStream really? stuff. Have wow. you used? So you've used that single-sided stuff, have you? Me? Yeah. No, I've only used. Uh, I'm still using that hundred-sheet box I bought, man. It's like, so you bought your Fuji uh, stuff from CareStream, did you? No, I bought it from ZZ Medical. Sorry, yeah, from ZZ Medical. <laughs> but they also supply the CareStream stuff as oh, well. Oh, I gotcha. Single-sided. Stop confusing me. I bought my Fuji double-sided from ZZ Medical. And mm. I will send some to you, Paul. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you. Yep. Okay. All right. Anything else, Andrew? <laughs> um, so... <laughs> no, I've been desperate to get back in the dark room, but yeah. I'm just... Far too busy. Been oh, the lab box arrived. Oh God! Have you, I spoke about the, you know the lab box. Well, yeah, that you bagged a... that like two years ago or something. Yes, it was. So I've not really. I've just opened the box and had a look at it. I don't know. People kept telling me that I should turn the back of the caravan into a dark room. Okay, but I don't think Julie's going to be too pleased. So when we're away, you know, in my semi-retirement, I can develop film in a monobath in in the caravan. Yeah, but is it really uh, worth it, though? I mean, why wouldn't you just shoot and then develop when you're back home, you know, because you have a whole dark room? I will, but look, I've got to find some use for this bloody thing I bought, okay? Uh, <laughs> donate it to the local school and let them use it. I might do, actually. I might classes do. Or something. No, I'm, once, I've got, once I've used it a couple of times and seen how easy it is, I may well give, donate it to my daughter, hmm. who is okay. a film shooter, and she's yet to get into film developing, but uh, she she may do. So I bought it because I like to back things that have to do with film. Yeah, and, well, you know, it's taken two years to get here. So. Yeah. Well, I'm excited, Andrew, because... You sound it. Is that because you've been surfing? I have been, but I'm happy because Paul uh, is a <laughs> pinhole photographer, and I think he's the closest one to me <laughs> that I've found, uh, even though he's on the other side of the state, and it's a good probably seven-hour drive. Um, yeah, but you could meet up. Three hours each, couldn't you? Three and a half hours. Meet yeah, in the maybe. middle. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Paul, uh, Paul Curry hasn't managed to find one friend who'll meet up with him yet in all, in no, all no, this no. time. I've met up with Andre Dominguez. <laughs> yeah, I know. He doesn't uh, count that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when I lived in uh, Connecticut, I, I drove down to uh, Washington, D.C. To, to meet a guy who was on a... Uh, uh, a pinhole photo safari from England. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I I travel to meet folks. Who was that? Do you, can you remember? Because England's a small place, and I might know him. Uh, he he may be in Ireland now. Well, a guy named uh, he's also a pinhole photographer. He's he's doing a lot of uh, anamorphic. You know the oh whatever. What's his name? Oh he's yeah, a, we uh, know anamorphic. Can you, can you remember his name? Mark. Yeah, Mark Doxy. 
Oh, no. Don't think so. Yeah. How do you spell his surname? Do you know? Uh, I, th- I think it's D-O-X-E-Y. Okay, well, I'll have to look him up. And I um, saw uh, a picture that is on your Instagram page, Paul, a really long time ago. And I saw the, a video on YouTube about it, I believe. Um, and that is your, um, oh, what's the name of it? The Motorcycle Monument in Vermont? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How, how did you, what, did you, were you just driving around and came yeah, across it? or is my, it kind uh, of... my wife's uh, uncle and aunt lived in a little uh, sleepy hollow up there in Vermont uh, called Ripton, mm-hmm. uh, which is just, I don't know, just outside, about 20 minutes outside of Middlebury. And we'd go up and visit every so often. And we'd been up for a visit. We were on our way home. And uh, there it was on Route 100. In all its glory. Yeah, and I just slammed on the brakes and jumped out of the car. And I would have too. <laughs> started, started tromping around in the snow. And with I, I didn't know my wife was videoing my <laughs> escapades. And there was a Beatles song on the radio. I let the car running to keep her warm. That's so nice. And, uh, you know, so the original version of that had the Beatles playing in the background. Oh, yeah. But then I got a notice from some, you know, hmm. EMI or somebody saying, hmm. yeah. you know, we now own your video. And so I just took it down and put it back up with a different uh, soundtrack, you know, one of those free jobs. Wow. So, yeah, that was that's that was weird. I... <laughs> so for those of us who have no idea what you're talking about. Yes. Because Corey's on a on a talking about something with with YouTube. Was this was this you photographing something with pinholes? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. The picture's yeah. up on his Instagram. Oh, um, is it? Yeah. Okay. It's one of the early posts. Yeah. Uh, right. If you okay. go towards the beginning, there's. Uh... And it's a motorcycle on a on like a rock with a bunch of snow all around it, Andrew. Yeah. I mean, and the background could be. Oh yeah. Uh, That'd be could, good. Could be Asheville if it weren't for the snow. Yeah, totally. I was just about to say, wasn't? <laughs> yeah. I was more intrigued by the young lady showing her knickers in Coney Island. And I was oh, thinking, yeah. did you get her to pose like you must have done it? It was a 20 second exposure. Yeah, I did. Uh, I'm usually pretty shy. I don't, I'm not good with uh, my social well, skills are not. The you're, best. A, you're at eye level there, so you didn't have to, at least <laughs> well, you didn't have to talk to her. <laughs> well, the, you know, the, mer- the mermaid parade uh, is, is a pretty raucous event. You know, there's. Uh, mm. So, uh, I, you know, did you say, can I, can I, can I pinhole your backside? Did you say, yeah, that's exactly what I said. And she said, sure. I said, it's going to be about 20 seconds. You just lean up there on the rail. She said, yep. Wow. And there we have it. Nice. Yeah. You're uh, getting those uh, social anxieties out of the way. Thanks to knickers. (laughs) Yeah. 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 They're, they're wonderful things. Yeah. (laughs) So the mermaid. So you were in New York for this, and the tell tell us about the mermaid parade a little bit because I'm I'm not familiar with it. Uh, it is uh, held once a year. It's been going on for several years, many years, and it it's the Saturday that is closest to the summer solstice, as uh-huh. I recall. Right. And uh, my wife have gone. Uh, my wife and I have gone in a few times. Uh, several times, 
and it's just it's always great. Yeah. You captured uh, Elvis. You captured Elvis in standing in front of a ballistic missile by the looks of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. got to be that's got to be the best combo. He's looking pretty well actually, I have to say. Uh, yeah, he, he yeah, and he shows up every year. He's been there every year I've been. And uh, but the uh, the missile is no longer. They have revamped Coney Island. So I Coney Island's one of these sort of iconic places and when I I was in New York in 2012, we never managed to get out to it mainly because most of my family were ill. But oh, so, so I have these, you know, I have these sort of romantic visions of this oldie world boardwalked, uh, old, old style uh, funfair. Is it like that? Because I'd heard some years ago that it was all kind of falling down and it was being revamped or knocked down. Or what's, yeah. what's, what state is Coney Island in these days compared with what it was, you know, in the fifties or sixties? Uh, uh, not being there in the fifties or sixties. I couldn't make a direct comparison, but the first year I went, it was sort of a little tattered, a little uh, dog-eared, but not not trashy. Mm. Uh, lots of fun, uh, but they have been, you know, revamping it, taking things down and putting new things up. Uh, the the spirit is still there, but you know, the old timers say, well, you know, it's not like it used to be. Yeah. But it still has plenty of uh, these. Your people pictures um, are just so good. I remember seeing this one. Yeah, in fact, I commented on it. I'm about to comment on it a second time. I commented on it 36 weeks ago. The way, also, at, your, at, the, at this same mermaid festival, the two blonde girls with posing for a guy with probably a digital camera and you're just behind them. Yeah, yeah. That's such a good picture. Boy, I tell you, that was... Um, if you told me a pinhole could do a grab shot, I had about three seconds. Yeah. So you just hold, that. that was your zero, was it zero? Yes, yeah, zero yeah, image. Yeah. Uh, almost yeah. every, not, yeah, almost a great percentage of the work I have on Instagram is, is the zero. Uh, and that was with the zero. And I always work with a tripod because all my exposure, well, most of my exposures are several seconds. So I wondered if you were hand holding that because I mean you, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if you said you were hand holding it, but uh... no, no. And if you look at the guy's foot or the feet of some of the people, yeah, that's on the pretty sharp, hand, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty yeah. sharp. And that's sort of the giveaway that yeah. you know I, I had a pretty stable. And but that was a two second exposure, so I only had a second or two to pop the camera down and get it off. But... Are you a one film man or a film of the week kind of guy? No, I've heard you guys talking about it. At least Corey, uh, what? The, the Fuji, uh, a cross or a cross, or, yeah. Uh, you and... still have some of that? No, I wish I did. Um, it's coming out again, though. That's yeah. what I hear. I'm mm. excited. But uh, whether it'll be the same formulation, we don't know. Uh, do we? we don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but I like the, uh, you know, the reciprocity factors of it. Oh yeah. And uh, the old stuff, I'm a big pyro fan. I, I uh, process mostly all my work in pyro, yeah, pyrocat HD. You like, you like burning stuff then, huh, Paul? Oh, you know, I, know, I, I nearly, that's I nearly made podcast, that. Yes. I nearly made that, that joke as well. Yeah. I've, started, um, I've just started going back to some pyro stuff, but I'm using PMK, you know, that, um, yes. yep. that version. That takes quite a bit of effort, a lot of shaking going on. Good exercise of the arms. Yeah, um, but I, but... yeah. I found, as you alluded to uh, earlier, uh, the 
the highlights. Uh, yeah. I find great control with the highlights with, with yeah, the Fuji that's, and that's the... Uh, got to be the best reason for using, yeah. for using it. However, that said, I've been shooting Ilford, and God bless Ilford for, uh, uh, you know, keeping black and white film going. Absolutely. Um, it's the image. The ultimate goal is the image. And, you know, you can talk about retaining highlight, great shadow detail, and mm-hmm. the micro contrast and all that. That's, and, you know, that, that's valid. But it's the final image that's, that's the goal. Yeah. So totally. I kind of try not to, because I used to really hone in on that stuff. You know, I wanted to be the second Ansel Adams and, <laughs> I, you know, that stuff's all gone. You know, you got a beard? Have you got a beard and a big hat? Uh, <laughs> well, I've got a big hat that, that my dermatologist <laughs> says I have to wear it now. Mm. But the beard is uh, pretty scraggly. It's mm. mine too. Um, well, I guess I guess Ansel got a little scraggly towards the end, but so yeah, I I try not to worry too much. I I do like my favorite combination, but I'm I'm yeah. easily uh, we all have to, it. to do something else. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to blame a film developer combination on my lack of vision. So you um, looking at your Instagram page, Paul? You have. Uh, a number of cameras up here that uh, you seem to have made, and I'm intrigued by this um, four by ten. Is that you're splitting a sheet of eight by ten, and you seem yeah, to make exactly. kind of yeah, getting it's, it's pretty straightforward. How did did you just say I want to? I mean, what got you to that point to try to make uh, a you know four by ten? Boy, you know, I couldn't tell you. Um, that may have been around the time I bought a Holga, one of the wide field, uh, you know, the multi-format Holga cameras. Uh-huh. It's a 120. You get different inserts in the back. You can, yep. Um, and I thought, gee, you know what? That It's not a panorama, really. It's just a wide angle with a, mm-hmm. a you know, a narrow piece of film. And I thought if I just did an 8 by 10 I could shoot four by ten, which is a faux panorama, and I was off to the races. Yeah, and four by ten—that's perfectly good contact printing size. Yeah, oh, I tell you, uh, I've I've done prints as, as large as twenty-four inches on that, and the the sharpness in the center from an eight by ten—you'd be hard pressed to tell that it was done with a pinhole. It almost looks like it was done. You know, with a glass lens. So you're you're printing eight by ten, contact printing, or like printing. Oh, it don't I wish? No, I don't have uh, a dark room. I well, uh, okay. I have a, a dark tent, <laughs> and <laughs> when the film is processed, I scan. I got and, you. Uh, yeah, do that. But you're clearly a bit of a craftsman because I couldn't make anything like this. Uh, yeah, they're beautiful. I mean, they're really nice. I mean, yeah. it looks like you. You know that. In a way, it looks a bit like the zero image. You've got that same kind of uh, wooden shutter. It's not quite the same wooden shutter because they've got the brass bits where you slide it along, but it's uh, you know it's got that kind of zero look, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Mine goes up and down. It doesn't mm-hmm. slide back and forth like yep. theirs. But I mean, you know, when you stop and think about it, you only have 
you know, how many options do you have on a shutter? Really? <laughs> well, kind of yeah. Not, not yeah. If, you're, if you're making it with wood, then this kind of design is, you know, the up at the the uh, up and down sort of scissor shutter th- sort of thing is uh, is about as simple as you go, isn't it? You know, you yeah. can you can use one of Todd's cameras, Todd Schlemmer, and he has that rather in intuitive circular design where you stick your finger in a hole and wiggle it round and it oh, I like that. Yeah. you know it's yeah. great but that's yeah. a bit, you know i suppose you could make that you could duplicate that couldn't you in wood i guess but this is the simplest way i yeah i, yeah. I normally stick with the simple um yep that light the gaffer's tape that doesn't leave res- residue you know i just fold it over on the end and just use i think that. Uh, I, I think that. paul i think paul cameras have, paul's cameras have gone past the gaffer's tape yeah, stage probably. mate to be honest oh yeah i don't know uh, somewhere on on my side i have my first uh not my first my second pinhole camera uh, is I'm that the, to... with the skeleton on it uh no no it's uh the ukulele a little further on no it's uh it's a, a kodak film box Oh, I saw that one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah here you go. A, yeah, and yeah. that was actually the, I was, I forgot what got me into that, but I was experimenting. I just, it was probably a slow day at work and I had time and I thought, what the heck? Yeah. What do you uh, do for, what do you do for work? Well, back then I had a great phony baloney job. I've been a commercial industrial photographer for a Fortune 500 company. Oh, I got you. And and uh, when I wasn't shooting stuff for them, doing passports or uh, shooting stuff for uh, technical manuals, was that in the film days, uh, Paul? Or yes, yeah, it was. Dig- digital. Yeah, no, I had a great studio, and we were uh, fully equipped, any from thirty-five millimeter up through eight by ten. I saw a, a picture. I saw a picture of you with a, a nice wooden, uh, large format camera somewhere. Uh, not on your Instagram, I don't think, but don't know where mm. I saw it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, um, I don't, don't know where know. that was. I'm sure it was you. Uh, Unless it was flicker, another. Yeah, it could have been. Could, could have been Flickr. Yeah. Flickr, or well, maybe. Uh, do I have? Yeah, that. Don't know. You can't access your Flickr, can you? No, I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I may make a phone call when this is done. But, uh, oh, yeah, we had a full-service lab. It was great. We'd just go in, and we had E6, C41, black and white. Uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah, 8 by 10. So, here you go. I've got you. I've got you nailed in, uh, it was only a year ago, Paul, so broke out the big gun, 8 by 10 Wisner. It's a heavy beast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. If if anybody's listening, if they want to trade – a Wisner field camera with wide angle bellows uh, for something lighter that I can take out in the field. If you want to use that in the studio, let me know. Yeah. You should go on to the, uh, go on to one of the Facebook groups and mm-hmm. put that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a beautiful, beautiful a, camera. Beautiful a, yes. Camera. So you've got this sort of, well, I don't know if it's a color cast, but it looks like you've got a purple bag bellows on it. Yeah. They're, they're, um, what's the color? It's, it's, Sort of a purple. reddish cordovan, hmm. yeah, and it has yeah the the uh, wide angle bellows. Yep, I, I have a one eighty hmm. for it, and uh, it has the. It's on the flicker. It's, uh, Paul's got a couple of pictures of himself with this beast. It is a beast of a camera because your head's right next to it. And you can see 
Boy, that's a big camera. <laughs> well, I've got a small head. You, know, so. you must have. You've either got a tiny head or a really big camera. Yeah, <laughs> it's all. It's all perspective. But we're getting away from pinhole. That's a disturbing picture. So this is not pinhole either. But I've just seen a, a disturbing pinhole of you. It looks like you've been to one of these uh, alternative therapy courses where they put suction cups all over your back. Where, where are you seeing these pictures? <laughs> It's Where? called giant, giant squid on Flickr. I don't know. I don't know if oh, it's okay. You. Yeah. So yeah. there's your back or someone's back. Yeah. No. Not, yeah. No. That's me. That was, <laughs> uh... Oh yeah. So it says. So the vicar and I took Captain Mike up to his offer to do a little offshore fishing. <laughs> You're being manhandled by a giant squid. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. Those. Those were. Uh... <laughs> this is under a pinhole picture. This is far more interesting. So there's a picture of you with all these little sucker marks on your back and. Yeah, it's like yeah. you've been grabbed by something with a sucker, which is about five or six inches across. Oh he, no, it, it it wasn't that big. He's looks he, it. It the tentacles are only uh, fifteen feet at the most, so those they, they, oh. would, have been, they would have been like three inch suckers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to check that out, Corey. <laughs> I have to. I can't get into Flickr. They're making me do. I guess they're changing their. Uh, Wow. Yeah, they did. Something. Yeah, so, I um... got I got booted out last week. I had to kind of re do something with passwords and stuff. I yeah, don't know what they're I don't know what they're up to. Yeah. But you look back on that when you get so folks if you if you when you when you get past Paul's pinhole pictures on Flickr, go and look at this picture of his giant squidded back. Awesome stuff. Oh. I'm gonna i I'm gonna close Flickr down now because I'm getting too distracted. Yeah, the vicar. <laughs> the vicar's a uh, hell of a guy. So awesome. you um you were doing industrial and commercial work and yeah, yeah. studio and did yeah, that that's, that's that was my... your that was your job up until how many how many years ago were we were we talking Ooh. about? Well I did that for close to twenty years. Wow. And, uh, and were you keeping photography as a passion as well as a job? Because those two are sometimes hard to run together, aren't they? Yeah, it, yeah. No. It it sort of took the wind out of my sails. It was uh, yeah. It, it was a rough job. Um, not terribly demanding, but demanding enough that you know when I got home at the end of the day, you wanted to go I, hiking, yeah, and not I, take pictures. I, I, yeah, I, I had had enough, and like I said, the my uh, the commercial end of it is so precise you know if when if you know if you're doing commercial work advertising or product and you have a, a stylist and an art director and Ooh. they're telling you you know that has to move over here about an eighth of an inch that's wrong that's wrong you know the light has to and you were shooting presumably for, for that kind of commercial work on slide film or chrome film were you uh Trans yes. yeah a lot of it was polaroids uh, to check your exposure and composition yeah yeah mm. Yeah, we we uh, we had nice, uh, you know, eight by ten. I got to play around with that a little bit. Sometimes I'd bring it home, but um, you know that that kind of stuff started to infect my personal work. You know, and it just everything I you know it just didn't look right. lively to me. It didn't look it didn't have any life, and I just you know, who cares? But yeah. it was on a. Uh, my wife and I were going to France on vacation several years ago. I don't know, maybe 15 by now. And I was 
trying to figure out what cameras would I bring? You know, do I bring just 35 millimeter with a few lenses? Do I bring the two and a quarter? Oh, no, maybe I'll bring the four by five. That'd be great. But I had just bought the zero image, the, I think the 2000, the basic version. Yep. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to bring this and have fun. I'm not going to worry about lugging it pictures. around. Yeah. yeah. And when I got back, I had, I don't know, several rolls of film. And I processed that. And uh, my, I haven't picked up a, a real camera since almost. Awesome. Every, everything I've done has been pinhole. I just uh, had seem your, to have found my voice. Had oh, your, yeah. <laughs> um, your commercial work finished then? Had you gone into sort of retirement or something or moved on to another job? Or? Yeah, uh, it's, it's a little complicated. My life, I, I sort of had a, a watershed event and uh, I had no obligations to anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, my job ended at, at the corporation because the digital age was moving in yeah, and uh, it, it affected everything. I was in a department, an art department, art graphic department. There were about 30 of us and uh, all but five of us uh, were given the boot. Yikes. And mm. uh, so, you know, I was kind of floating around. I did freelance work, but as I said, uh, I wanted to, I decided, I didn't owe anybody anything. And I decided I'm going to start doing some carpentry. And I go. found a guy who would hire me, and uh, in hindsight, I'm not sure that was the wisest decision because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a great carpenter. I love doing it, uh, but you know, I was I was a little advanced in age, so I zigged when I should have zagged. But I still uh, I still did some commercial work when something lucrative came around. But the digital thing, you know, I couldn't afford to get into into digital full time. You know, mm-hmm. the cost of, you know, all my equipment was film related. It was steep in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it would have been about a hundred thousand dollars for Shoot. for the you know for the whole thing for the camera, lenses, computer, scanners. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe that's an exaggeration. Maybe fifty, seventy-five thousand. But whatever it was, <laughs> I. I wasn't willing to take that, you know, crack that nut. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's so okay. You... I found pinhole and I'm happy. Yeah. Oh, look at the images on your webpage. Um, yeah, I agree because everything, you know, you seem to have picked up your, uh, your stride, you know. And I think it, it um, you know, we talk about this a lot, keeping things simple and just using just using the one camera, you know, it stops that thing that Corey hates when people post on Instagram or on Facebook normally and say, I'm going on vacation, which, which of my 10,000 cameras should mm-hmm. I bring with me? I mean, for many years, I bought my Zero 2000 probably about 15 or 17 years ago. And until two years ago, it was the only pinhole camera I ever shot with. Yeah. And I, I, had, a, I had a small travel tripod because it never occurred to me to not shoot it on a tripod at that point. Yeah. Um, but you know, I like the angle of view the zero gives. It's yeah. not quite as wide as my other favorite, which is the reality. So subtle, but right. I, I, the zero is great. Mine's a bit battered now, but it still produces some, uh, some great shots. I, uh, I'm all for shooting film and, and shooting it when you go on vacation, but I saw one the other day where these people had went on a 
uh, vacation for a weekend, like a Friday evening, a Saturday, and came back on like a Sunday. And the guy had like five cameras with him, and he shot thirty-seven rolls of film. I'm like, what do you, you know? Like, I mean, God, that's like. When did he sleep? You might as well just shoot digital. You know what I mean? Like, come on. I mean, you're just randomly taking pictures of stuff. You know, I don't know. And this was this was pinhole. Well, it, it was uh, no, it wasn't even pinhole. It was like, I mean, you know, it was. This is he just does regular. He was doing regular photography. He wasn't even doing oh, okay. pinhole. Right. You know, he had yeah. he had a he had a Mamiya six by seven, you know, and a couple of thirty five millimeter cameras and another medium format camera, you know what I mean? And just like, you know, just like chewing through film, you know. So, but I was like, how do you even get home and like develop that? And like, I don't know. It just it just blows my mind. But yeah, well, it's probably like Gary Winogren, you know. He, yeah, when he when sure. he died, he, there were a thousand rolls of film or something. So yeah, crazy. he had like yeah, there was like fifteen thousand rolls of uh, film <laughs> that hadn't been developed, and he had another ten thousand or five thousand rolls of film that had been developed, and it was, it was just sitting in the sleeves, like it had never even been looked at. You know? Yeah, exactly. There, there was there were so many, and I, I suppose I suppose he epitomizes it. But there are lots of folks I, you know, going through the Facebook groups and and whatnot people who clearly enjoy you know the shooting part and I, I and you know and even that word i don't quite like that word really but that pro- probably sums it up shooting because that that sort of suggests a sort of rapid approach to photography but uh, you know I, I i love going out and making images but i mean i've slowed right down now to trying to control what i'm doing trying to make prints yeah. from most things you know and uh, there'll be weeks when I don't go out with the camera because I've still got bags of stuff to get through in the mm-hmm. dark room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got a bowl of film downstairs that I've got to work my way through, but you know, I've, I've got. So the, the thing that really excites me about your images are your portraits. Yeah. That's not the only thing, but it's one of the things because I'm, <laughs> I, I dabble in a bit of pinhole portraiture. Um, and I think it's a great thing. So tell us a little bit about you've got a, a, a you've got a selection on Instagram, but I think maybe also on your website you've got yeah I think the better you've yeah. yeah but folks if you go and look at some of Paul's pictures he's got www.pinholepip or one word dot com and, and the, you've got uh, you've got some some examples of your portrait work the on pic- there the picture of the four guys in diving suits who look like they're like space astronauts or something yeah. it looks funny because i imagine them standing in like some you know they're like radioactive suits <laughs> you know like yeah yeah that 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 gets the astronaut comment a lot That's yeah the, i bet that was a uh one of these winter uh swims you know a penguin plunge or a, mm-hmm. a polar mm-hmm. bear or whatever it is wife you know a, a fundraiser and this is in connecticut and uh it's cold yeah yeah the uh so i went to the event to see you know see if i could take pictures and i find that almost never works when i go someplace to take pictures it's almost always a bust yeah i I find if i just bring my camera and it's with me that's what i uh, do that's when it happens that's when the pictures come so i was just getting ready to leave i said ah there's nothing here I, i wasted an hour down here and the thing was over, and these these are uh, lifeguards, and those are dry suits because mm-hmm. the water was so cold. Mm-hmm. And when they started coming in, 
I said, <laughs> it wasn't a waste. So I went uh, running out into the water up to my thighs. Well, you can see how high the water is. I was going to ask you, were you in cold water? Because it looks like you're standing in, it's like you're standing in water. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I set the camera up. Uh, I got them together. And, I, you know, it couldn't have been three minutes uh, from start to finish. But by the time it was, the reason they're all smiling and laughing is I was shaking so violently I could barely <laughs> operate the shutter and they're oh, all God. just laughing at me. They're, so, going, they're, all, they're all talking. You know when someone's smiling in the center of each other, what's that fool doing? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. How far, you, you, so you were, you were not on top of them, I suspect, but you weren't, um, you weren't that. Oh, a couple you know, of feet at the most. Yeah. You know, that's just the yeah, zero, that's, you know. That's a so, yeah, angle. sure. Yeah. But that's, um, yeah. it still gives quite a, a reasonably natural perspective, doesn't it? It doesn't yeah. give a super distorted yeah. view, you know, it's, it's pretty good. It's not, it's not, you can tell it's slightly what it's wide angle, but it's, it, the perspective looks, doesn't look super wide angle, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't look forced. Yeah. I, no. um, I, I found when I first started using the zero, yeah, the, you know, since it is so wide angle, I was doing a lot of perspective stuff. Mm -hmm. forcing the perspective so to speak yeah but i i don't like using that as a uh, as a tool necessarily if it if it helps the image that's one thing but i i try to use it just as a a regular camera i was um i was speaking to somebody about this on the facebook group the thing i like about this picture with the guys in the dry suits is I'm, I've really found myself doing this, putting the horizon exactly in the middle of the picture uh, and then letting the subject break it. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it is about it. That I, I, that I like that framing and I like that composition um, of doing that. It seems to, I don't know, I just really like it. Yeah. So. Well, I think if you, you know, if you, if you follow those classical people tell you to do the two thirds, one third thing, um, they say if you're going to place the, if you're going to put the horizon in the middle, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. I like it as well. I but like doesn't, it better doesn't than it the thirds. Work, doesn't yeah. it work so well for portraits? Because look at that picture. There, there's the one that epitomizes it, I think, and it is the one with the the, the sand, clear sand, dry, wet sand and sky, again, split through the middle, and the guy bang in the middle yeah. with his uh, with mm-hmm. his hands in his pockets. And, you know, you're not super close up to him, but I, I just love the the space around him. He, he's, he, he kind of dominates the picture, but it's it's almost like... He's breathing but, easy, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's got plenty of space in there, hasn't he? He's got, and because the horizon is bisected and he's bang in the middle, it's like, well, he's, such, he's so obviously the focal point, isn't he? And then, it's, and then the other thing about this picture that I like, is everything is almost symmetrical, even his shadow, his reflection underneath of him, uh, and then off to the top left, there's that one big cloud that kind of just breaks it all up, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So there was, um, you know, if you, set your, if you set your pinhole camera and you've got a bubble level on it, then yeah. as, soon as, you, as soon as you set that bang in the middle and you've just got the one pinhole, mm-hmm. you're going to have your horizon bang in the middle aren't you and that's you know or if you don't want that you go and yeah. buy a, you go you either tilt the camera and get the distortion of the horizon or you go and buy yourself a 
or make yourself a shifted pinhole camera with uh, different pinholes up and down. But yeah, you do yeah, a yeah. lot. Of, a lot of your work seems to be uh, with that level. Yeah, I just yeah. I, I... That's probably because you're so used to being being in the studio, and you know, and like, and everything has to be. Uh, the, the back I, I of your mind, it. you know, for I, years doing it, you know, you probably look at the bubble level when you set your camera up, you know, I mean, just. I, well, I, I think it's more intuitive. I just, you know, I, I set it up, I give it a look, you know, I kind of look from the side of the camera, I look on the top and underneath and see where it is. Yeah. But that photograph but, of the fella uh, is a guy I've had a couple of shows with. His name is Miggs Burroughs. Hmm. And uh, he's quite a an artist uh, designer in Connecticut. And he does lenticular photography, which is, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know it, uh, if you look at it one way, you have one picture. And if you look at it from another angle, it's uh, uh, you get another image or it could be one person. You know, you can look at it one way. Their eyes are open and you turn it the other way. Their eyes are closed. Oh, I know what you mean. Yes. Yeah. That's called lenticular photography. And I do know what you're talking about now that you said that. And, and what's his, uh, what's his, sorry, what's his name? Migs Burroughs, M-I-G-G-S-B-U-R-R-O-U-G-S. I think is how you spell his last name. Mm-hmm. And uh, he saw my work and he said, listen, what do you think? I do lenticular photography. I take pictures at one moment in time. I take a picture at another moment in time. And I connect those two moments with two different images. You take a single picture that connects those two different moments. Hmm. What do you say we do uh, a show together? And we've done a couple and it's, he's a, he's a good guy and he does interesting work. Nice. So we've, uh, yeah, there's, there's a plug for Migs cause he's a good guy. That's your yeah. shout out. Awesome. And did you, when you, so you took that portrait of him and to me, you know, you, now you've filled in a little bit of detail about the guy and I've opened it up on my screen, so the image is dominating my screen in front of me. Yeah. Um, was, yeah. Yeah. That, I would think that, you know, you gave that picture quite a lot of thought about how you were going, knowing who he is, what he does. You know? Yeah. I got a little carried away with this one. I like symbolism. I love yeah. symbolism. But mostly, <laughs> uh, I don't take myself too serious somewhere. You know, I, I, I'm not frivolous about my work, but I don't take it too serious. Yeah. But this one got a little carried away because uh, Migs being uh, an artist, uh, yeah. a designer, a creative sort. Yeah, so well, you, you wanted your portrait. Is, you know, good portraits be... reflect that, don't they? Good portraits can reflect something about the person, really, and that's what you've well, tried to do. I well, think. this one is, is Migs as Brahma, the creator. So he's, ah. sort of, he's sort of floating on water. And, uh, you know, there's nothing around them, but, you know, uh, the sky, you know, nothing has been created yet. It's waiting on them. Right. So uh, most of my work doesn't get that goofy, but with Migs, it did. I think the one that I saw some time ago, probably on Instagram, and I was just starting to experiment with pinhole portraits and I, and I saw the one of, the two gentlemen, the guy in the white shirt, probably sitting outside a pub somewhere. I don't know whether it's in a. Yeah. It looks like famous... it could be. It looks like it could be in France or or Ireland, but it's probably not. It's but New York. It's New York. 
Yeah. And I love, I've always loved that composition. I've done it myself with lens cameras where you get somebody to dominate the foreground and you've got someone holding the image together in the background, you know, and it can work really well. But I've, I've not really seen it done with, with uh, pinhole. And again, because I've been hand-holding them, I think I probably asked you, is that handheld? And you said, no, it's, um, you, no. you're working off a tripod. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, uh, unlike Justin Quinnell, I, who, whose mm-hmm. work I've admired for a long time. You can listen to his uh, interview with us if you carry on listening, get past episode six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have some work in the shop to do tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I'll hit at least seven, maybe even eight. So. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, no, every, everything I do is, is, well, when I say tripod, it, it could be, uh, you know, an empty beer glass or... Uh, mm. Do you, carry, right. do you carry a little, like a travel tripod around with you, or? Yeah, yeah. Actually, the camera is uh, attached to a you know a comp. Uh, when I say compact, it uh, unfolded, or I should say compact. When it's all the legs are retracted, it's it's probably about eighteen inches. I know. And it it goes up to about five feet, I guess, fully extended. I got one like that too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very lightweight, but it's. You know, for the camera. There's a lot of, I can recommend for folks listening, although I did have to super glue the head on, but apart from that, it's been good value. The, uh, you can buy, go onto Amazon and there's a, these things are made in China and there's probably, they're probably all made in one factory or two and they're all, they're, there's several brands, but they're, they're all the same tripod. And I think I paid about £35 for mine and uh, it, it's, you know, it's, it's small, pretty lightweight. And folds down to that sort of eighteen inch, you know, fifteen inch, eighteen inch size. Yeah, yeah, hmm. so, yeah. So that's yeah. I'm like I said. I'm unlike Justin. Uh, all my work is is uh, mounted on something or you know set on something. So it's uh, yeah. awesome. I like your snowman too. <laughs> what's that? I like your snowman too. Oh yeah, <laughs> this yeah, picture was, you took of the snowman. Yeah, there's so many good pictures. You have so many great images on on your Instagram page. It's thank you. Thank Are you going to go back to the mer- the mermaid thing? Is just such an opportunity, isn't it? To take yeah, yeah, yeah. Un- I, unusual pictures. You must go back. It seems I, yeah, like a wild time because here you have one picture with these girls dressed up as nuns in bikinis, and they're uh, <laughs> you know called sisters of mercy <laughs> yeah and then the next yeah. frame there's a there's a girl a lady a woman with her top off and she has skull and crossbones painted over her uh over her side Most, of her yeah. chest <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and, so, and she was you know that was uh you know being a guy who's who's not really terribly outgoing it, it was going up to her to ask you know may I take a picture but you can but see she was she was so uh Willing? Ga- to, oh, sure. I game. said you're gonna have to stand yeah. still, but she was, she was fine with it. I don't think yeah. you have to worry about her saying no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's you know, if you, if you want, if you want good, unusual portraits of people, that kind of event. Yeah, you know, go, sure. ha- the, anyone dressed like that, and they're, they're clearly not shy and retiring, are they? So. You yeah, know, they're not. They're not going to mind you taking uh, taking pictures. Oh, yeah, right, exactly. So you're making a lot. Uh, so the, in your Instagram, you've got some nice looking uh, w- wooden pinhole cameras, uh, Paul. Um, so are you? You made some reference that you're not a great carpenter, but so are you making these or? Yes. Yeah. 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 And and are these? Do you have like? A, it looks like you maybe got a little workshop going. There's a guy there. 
which is uh, a, a younger chap, because that's clearly not you, with <laughs> with a beard in front of his camera. Is, he, is that who's he? And is this is he is he, oh. is, he, is, he is he making these or are you making these? It looks cameras? like it's with your torn hole. Uh... Yeah, yeah. This that's that's. I think I just uploaded those. Oh, uh, portrait of your son. There you go. Yeah, that's my son uh, in the background in the in the. Um, I put up two photographs, one with the camera in the foreground. Yeah, I see that yep. one, yeah. All mm -hmm. right, and the coal iron works in the back. That's my son. He oh. just got that piece of equipment, and I had just finished up my camera. So I, I used him as a model to uh, oh, test right. out the camera. Okay, I'm with you now. It's a great yeah. shot. Well, thanks. What, what's going on? I like. There's two pictures here. Uh, on your Instagram page, most recent of the three, uh, and the one with the Paps uh, beer on the table with the torn piece of paper as a pinhole around it, you know, is that something that you're trying to no. make a series out of? Or I like it. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, it's definitely well, not. So, so that's not a the, – the pinhole is a is a sort of raggedy hole in a piece of paper. Is, it, is, that, is that right? No, no. no. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I wish it were that simple. No, I think what it is, is I did not make the, uh, uh, let's see if a picture, if uh, the picture, if you go down just a couple of images, there's a picture of the camera with the shutter opened a little and uh -huh. you can mm -hmm. see the hole, the, the black hole. Yep. I, I don't think I made that aperture large enough. And uh, I think what you're seeing, I think, is is that aperture. I have to drill that out a little larger. Or I, you just, I, or you I just think, keep it. And, yeah, I think it as Corey awesome. was saying. Yeah. yeah. See, you guys are with my nephew. I, I posted that and said, "Well, you know, <laughs> unfortunately," and he shot back a thing right away. Or yeah. <laughs> before you fix it, do a series. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'll, I'll buy it from you. Sell it to me. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't afford it. Oh, yeah, I mean, you're right. I probably couldn't. <laughs> I. You know, you, uh, I can do fairly decent woodwork, but, you know, that camera probably has a thousand hours in it. So oh, many wow. remakes. It's I mean, that's an exaggeration. But, you know, when when you do work professionally, you have to be able to go in, get it done and get out. Yeah, uh, you don't have the opportunity to say, ah, damn, I messed that up. I'm going to have to do it again. So mm -hmm. that that's the kind of woodworking i do you know i if i do it for so what's, myself what sort of um tools and equipment have you got that makes life easy for you to make because there's a picture of i can see some digital calipers and oh i've got it all some drills <laughs> yeah i used to have a, a great phony baloney corporate job that that paid pretty well so i got to buy some toys for myself i have i have a full pretty much fully equipped shop uh hmm. uh, uh Nice little table saw, you know, not top yeah. of the line, but uh, decent. Yeah. I've got a band saw, uh, a joiner, a planer. So you're uh, doing that. Are you doing things in there now just for a hobby, or do you, are you making things for selling as well? I, I make stuff uh, for selling as well. Uh, most most of it has been for myself, but now I I have an opportunity to do some things. Uh, you know, simple furniture. Mm -hmm. uh, I do a tiny bit of welding. I, I do just enough welding. I can make legs and bases for tables. Cool. And so I do, uh, you know, like console tables, coffee yeah. tables, uh, side tables, that kind of stuff. 
simple, well, but not bad looking, I have to say. Uh, so I like carpentry. I do that. Uh, there's a bit of it too. That's what I wore. Yeah, it's great fun. It's great mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. Yep. You have an eye for the abstract and the surreal, but with a knowledge of what's going to make a good picture. The two that stand out for me are your wheelbarrow pictures. I think wheel, but again, it's dead center stuff, isn't it? You know, that's yeah, what yeah. dead center um, and the apple cart, apple boxes and the mattress. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love those. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, there's... So you said the one with the wheelbarrow that says this photograph was taken very near to the photograph, the tree in the fog. Yeah. Yeah. The wheelbarrow yes. just looked like an honest day's work to me. And the sky reminded me of the turn of a century British landscape paintings. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's great. Yeah, thank you. That's yeah. um, so a good, good um, example of keeping it simple. Yeah. Good yeah, exposure, I'd... too. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, even the blind rat finds a cheese. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'd look when I when I go back and look at my photographs as a group, you know, initially they look like they're all over the place. Yeah. But I keep coming back to, uh, you know, the pr pretty central. I mean, it's, uh, you know, they're all self portraits, aren't they? You know, what we take photographs of. Right. Reflect, it all, ref, it, we're saying something about you, aren't they, really? Yeah. And uh, well, who was it? Edna uh, Vincent Millay? Is that the uh, writer? Ooh, don't know. No, I don't know anything about I'm not a writer. Well, well. Ed, Curry doesn't I read. I don't read. He just looks at pictures. There's a, there's a famous <laughs> quote. You know, you've, you've heard the saying, it's, it's one damn thing after another. Yeah. Well, it's the same damn thing over and over again. Right. And, and that's the quote. And that, uh, that's all, that's all of our photography though. You know I think, I mean? yeah. Like, yeah and that. I think it's accepting that. And, uh, well, just, it, it, it just, comes out as a, somebody's style or approach because you're, you're, you, you're being drawn to subjects and images that, you know, that, that attract you. And, you know, the fire hydrant, there you go. I mean, the fire hydrant is, the snowman picture, isn't it? And they're both yeah, exactly. great, you know? Yeah. Yep. And it's I don't mean that in any kind of derogatory sense at all. I think, I think it's just observation. It's just a good eye, a, a good use of light and a knowledge and, and a desire and a love to make images. And that's just perfect. Yeah. I think you, uh, not so much about my images, but the rest of it, you know, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. Yeah. That's exactly. So, yep. So, Corey, what do you reckon, mate? Are you um, going to go back and put everything dead center now? We've lost him, haven't we? That's why. That's why it's gone awfully quiet. Oh, what's that mean? It means Corey's not paid his internet connection. <laughs> yeah. Does the show go on? Yeah. Well, it probably will do for a minute. He's um, he's going to probably call us back in. Oh, no. Paul's work, you know, is just a, a, a great advert for simplicity. And, uh, and it hadn't occurred to me when I first started looking. I mean, I've seen, I've seen his work online. I've seen that picture of those two guys mm -hmm. and the portraits, but I hadn't, and, and the girls in, uh, in Coney Island. But I haven't really noticed 
how he has a tendency to put that horizon dead in the middle, and yeah. um, and I, and I think it's great. I love it. Hey, Paul. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, um, I think if you're going to take one camera out with you, then just just do that. I like the yeah, idea of having a small tripod with you. I know we are great advocates of yeah, just plunk your pinhole camera down. But actually, if you if you if you've got your tripod with you, then you can get some street portraits easily, you know. And yeah. you can you can still do those pinhole camera on the floor shots of beer cans mm-hmm. and stuff as well. But well, uh, you don't you know, have to always leave it at home, you know. You can no. you can bring it with you from time to time, you know. Well, you know, I'd I'd hate to miss a shot because I didn't have a tripod. There you go. And and since most of my exposures are, you know, fairly long. Well, and, if you've got uh, if you've got people in them and you're drawn towards people portraits with a pinhole camera, then tripod works best. You can handhold them, but you start losing. You get you you know you you get some blurriness, and that's that can be quite nice. Handhold portraits can be great, you know. Um, but I have your tripod with you, and then you've got a choice, haven't you? If you're brave enough to talk to people and ask them for pictures, the knickers. <laughs> Or knickers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or if they and, have their um, shirt on and skull and crossbones painted on their on their boobs. <laughs> and you've clearly you've you've got a, a wonderfully humorous eye as well. So you've got the man eating tiger yeah. s- sitting in front of an empty chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a local brewery. Yeah. <laughs> Which one is that? That's uh uh yeah, it's on his Instagram. Wire. That's yeah. that's high wire. Uh, okay. On the Instagram somewhere, I think, isn't it? Yeah. No, no, have, I meant like where in Asheville is it? Yeah, they have uh they have two uh locations. This one is down by my favorite uh place in Asheville, the uh, the metal scrapyard. Oh. So uh, can you go in there and take pictures? Uh gee, you know, I that's I haven't taken pictures in there yet. I'm I'm always looking for junk to bring home, you know. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> I bring the old dishwasher down there and then uh, I bring home more stuff than I <laughs> drop off. Yeah. But yeah. High wire. We're going to, next time I get up there, we're going to go check that out. Last time we were up there, we did a, uh, we went to the wicked weed and then we walked yeah. to about three or four different, you know, little bars that were all within a couple blocks of each other. And Oh yeah. The South Slope. You can do Is that a real... place? Is that a place? High wire then? It's yes, a brewery. Yeah, it's a, uh, local brewery okay uh, and that's and kind you, of their uh, mascot is that tiger on the side of their cans of beer and well, stuff. I, you know they have yeah big top that's you yeah. know, circusy kind of thing uh they have uh you know no pun intended with the tiger you, you can't swing a dead cat down here without hitting a brewery you can't just, man they are all over the yeah. place which is wonderful you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah on the on the south slope yeah they the high wire has a place down there too when we went to it, I don't remember. <laughs> we might have been. <laughs> we went to that. We went to uh, we went to Wicked Weed, and then we went to um, the Green Man uh, Brewery. Yeah, yeah. And then we went to some, another place that sold. Uh, they only had ciders. Um, uh, then it started blacking yeah. out for me at that point. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know much after that. <laughs> yeah, my well, wife. One of we, the... my wife said we had a great time. So. <laughs> Yeah, one of the shots just a couple up from on on the Instagram, just a couple of shots up from that. Oh, it's next to the two guys uh, at, in front of the pub, the portrait. Mm-hmm. 
the uh, beer with the change on the bar. That's that's Green Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This place is pretty cool. Yeah. So there's a picture on your Instagram, Paul, uh, from a few ooh, a few months ago now, setting up the new gallery space in the Vicky Pinnery Gallery. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that your work on the wall there, or is this? Uh... Yeah, yeah. My uh, my wife uh, rented the gallery space, mm-hmm. and she said you could have the other wall if you'd like it. Oh. Is, your, sure, is your wife an not? artist? Is your wife yes, a... yes, she is. Uh, Stephanie Peterson. Mm-hmm. And uh, what sort of can... medium does she work in? Uh, mostly painting. She's an illustrator. Mm-hmm. She does a lot of. Um, illustration for juvenile juvenile uh, books and uh, mm-hmm. that sort of thing she does a lot of print meaning uh, fabrics that yeah. sort of stuff that's uh, sure. uh, light and airy she's she's quite good and you know stephanie peterson look her up and uh-huh. check out her work oh you know in that in that gallery shot just in the lower right hand corner is a round table. Yep. That's one of mine. Oh, it's there we go. A, not a good shot of the table, but that's yeah. <laughs> table that's, a shot, shot nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, oh, that's cool. Well, you're a man of many times. We've had a couple of um, kind of woodworking guys on. Dom Silverthorne. If you listen, if you persevere through the shows, Dom uh, Dom makes some great pinhole cameras. He posts on the in the Lensless podcast. Mm-hmm. Facebook group, and he has a workshop in Japan at the, All the foot way of Japan. Uh, the foot of really? Mount Fuji, and he makes Japanese fur- well, he makes furniture for the Japanese market. <laughs> well, it probably is Japanese furniture. I think it might be inspired Japanese inspired. And what's his Sim- name? Dominic Silverthorn. Dom Silverthorn. S i l v e r t h o r n e. Yeah, if you if you poke yeah. around on the Lenses podcast Facebook group and type his name in, he posts stuff there regularly. Yeah, and we had a chat with him probably a couple a month of months ago. back. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kari, I'm going to have to um, pull away from the podcast, mate. If you or you know just for this evening because I'm it's getting late here now. So we can go ahead and uh, yeah. If if you want to carry on talking to Paul, that's fine, or um, or, or whatever you want to. Yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, Paul. If you want to let everybody know where they can get a hold of you, check out your work and well, it's uh, com is my website, and uh, you can get some information there. And where did the, I have to ask where the pip came from? Why pinhole pip? Uh, pip has been my nickname since before I was born, and uh, it just. Fell into place. It's just oh, yeah. rolled <laughs> off the tongue. So. Good a name as any. Yeah. yeah. So pinholepip.com. That yeah. certainly is a great place. Instagram. And, uh, Instagram, yeah. And mm-hmm. as, uh, most anybody uh, but myself can get onto my Flickr account. <laughs> so <laughs> and, you can check that and, out. And Corey. And uh, <laughs> there is, if, if you're actually in Asheville, you can head down to the River Arts District. And uh, check it uh, out. We are, I, th- I think it's 101. Nope. nope. My wife is correcting me. The address <laughs> is 191 <laughs> Lyman Street. And the studio, what's the studio number? Uh, the studio number is 101. There we go. So, <laughs> all right. You can see my 
you can see live prints there. Cool. Excellent. Awesome. And, uh, Corey, have we got any shout outs this week for um, no, coffee donations? Nobody this week. Ah. The world seems to have dried up. We've gotten all. If, if, people, want, if people want to give um, money to the podcast, how can yeah. they do that? They can go to coffee.com forward slash the lensless podcast. I'll put a link in the show notes. Yep. Excellent. Well yep. done. And uh, as always, check out the Facebook group. Uh, lots of fun conversations and, and all kind of pinholiness going on there. Lots of uh, pinholiness. Yeah. It went up to it went up to seven hundred and one members and it dropped down to six hundred and ninety nine. I was devastated. What have you done? And then it's and we must have upset somebody. Yeah. And then it went back up to seven hundred again. So we seem yeah. to be stuck at seven hundred. That's we've, all right. we've, we've probably plateaued, you know. We've yeah. we've exploded and burst forth and we're we're at plateau now. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't hear that until now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would have been <laughs> too shy to talk knowing that many people might listen. Uh, oh, there's yeah. more, oh, there's way more than that. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> well, well, now I now I don't worry. You're, it's you're too late. Can, too late now. You're yeah. worldwide now, Paul. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. So if you don't do Facebook, it doesn't matter, but join Facebook anyway just to be a part of the Lensless Podcast mm-hmm. Facebook group and carry on the conversation because mm-hmm. much of what we chat about on the podcast ends we up end there. up ex- ends up there, yeah. And mm. uh, if you're a Twitter fan, you can follow us at the Lensless, which is mainly me, well, only me. And uh, we have a Flickr site at um, or oh, the, the Lensless Podcast Flickr group. Mm-hmm. There's about 140 folks in there, and that remains the best way to view people's images. And me and Corey will look at well, me mainly, but Corey occasionally <laughs> will look at those sites. And you know we we need to pick guests out, and we've got we've got guests lined up for the next month or so. But you know if you're posting into Flickr, then it's a good way of catching our eye. If you um, yep. you know we can reach out to you and say, hey, you want to come on the show? Yep, that's right. So where can folks find you, Curry Cannon? Uh, you can find me uh, on Instagram at Pinhole Cannon. Pretty much is um, where I. Uh, put my mm-hmm. social media time into is, is uh, pretty much around Instagram. So yeah. check me down there. Yeah. Right. And you can find me hanging around the lenses podcast, like a bad smell. And <laughs> you can find me on Twitter as Warboy snapper and Instagram as Warboy snapper pinholes. Yep. That's about it. That's it. So thanks Paul for coming. We appreciate Gentlemen, it. Gentlemen. Thank um, you very much. It's yeah. been a real pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, it has. Thank you so much. Yes, And we will talk to everybody next week. All right. We will. Okay. God willing. Bye Bye now. Weird. Can you hear us now? I can hear you now, Andrew. (laughs) Good. I'm emotionally drained. Why? Well, the Cricket World Cup, right, oh. went down. It was a draw at the end of the two. And then they had this thing called, it's a bit like a penalty shootout that they have in soccer. Mm-hmm. So they had what's called a super over. And it went down to the last ball. And New Zealand needed two runs off the last ball. And on the second run back, they got run out. And England won it by a yard. <laughs> oh. 
it was the most it was the most amazing thing yeah